0: This is Questionable History with two snarky sisters. I'm Amy and I'm Beth. This is a podcast about books, specifically historical romances. We dive deep into characters and plot to discuss what works well and what is just, well, questionable. Spoilers are coming, so if you want to read the book first, pause now and come back when you're ready. We read the books so you don't have to. Let's get started. On today's episode, we continue the tale, Gentleman Jim, by Mimi Matthews. Um, as a reminder, we're reading the book on Libby app through our library. So if you want to join us, check Indeed. it out. <laughs> uh, today, we'll be covering chapters one and two. So, last time, which was this prologue? Catch us up. The prologue took place in 1807. It is now 1817. So it has been 10 years. Ten years. Amy was right. Ugh. Get tired of saying that. Um, no, but it's been ten years. But I was wrong about a lot of other stuff. (laughs) And now um our chapter will kick off in London. So to remind you, we were in Somerset. We were at um Maggie Honeywell's like family estate, and she abutted their estate abutted another one belonging to the father of a man named Frederick, Burton Smythe or something. Doesn't matter, we'll call him Fred. So there's Fred and Maggie. They are Uh, They were unofficially betrothed in that their dads wanted them to marry to join the lands. He was kind of a turd. She didn't like him. She did like, however, the stable boy who was the bastard child of a scullery maid and gentleman Jim. Highwayman. Highwayman. This is the word I'm looking for. Um, But basically... Fred was really jealous of this loving, friendly relationship, but they were very, very close. So he was jealous and he framed Nick for theft. And then Nick was going to probably get found guilty and hanged for this. But Maggie snuck him out, gave him some money. Uh, Nick ran away and was like... Uh, wait for me, I'll come I'll back for back. you after I make my fortune. It was very Princess Bride vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so we haven't seen Nick since then. Yeah, that's kind of the gist, yeah. you know. Or picking we up just ten years later. Don't we know have what's nowhere. happening. Is yeah. Maggie married? Is she, you know, single? Is blah blah blah? We don't know what's happening. So we are in a carriage, making our way to London. Basically, it's ten years later, and Maggie is traveling with her maid Bessie. To visit her friend Jane. Right off the bat, we know she's not married because she has the same last name. Exactly. But we I don't know why. We don't Honeywell. know why. Okay, phew, yeah. <laughs> not married yet. But uh, we will comment. She's now 26 years old, um, making Nick 28 because he was 18. So yeah. it's been a while. There are more mature adults now. Yeah. and Which um, made me really curious of why isn't she married because it's been so long. Right. And the author doesn't tell us right off the bat. She makes us wait for a while. Yeah, so we do find out in this chapter, just to kind of set yeah. the scene, we do find out that um, Maggie, Maggie's dad died a year and a half ago, and then so she was in mourning for her dad for a year and then her aunt died like a week later or something yeah. and so she's been in mourning for her aunt for the last six months so it's been about a year and a half since her dad dad and her aunt died so I'm assuming she's the but quick question because uh-huh. I thought it had been longer but maybe it's just because I didn't did they explain that because she makes a reference that it had been four years since she had last visited London why was she away for four years we don't know that okay oh. so I'm not going to just for our listeners sake Amy and I are going to blend these two chapters a little bit we're not going to keep the chronology of the chapters because details pop up okay so i will say the weird thing i kept highlighting was the four years thing yeah because they very clearly say that it's only been a year and a half because um i thought maggie would be like oh she's inherited her land she's free well there was some stupid clause in her dad's will oh he basically forced her hand yeah he said that frederick Is the executor of the will and kind of her pseudo controls all the money. Not a guardian because she's of age, but you get the idea. Like he He controls controls the money, money. and he has to approve of who she marries for her to get her money. Her by by two years after her dad's death. So that's why it's relevant that she was in mourning for a year. Yeah, because Frederick forced her to not do anything social for a year to strictly observe a year of no contact with the outside world. For dad and the aunt, and then the aunt. And six months. And yeah. so because the aunt was a lesser close relation, it's been a six months after Daphne's death. And so that's why Maggie is able to travel to London now and visit her friend. But a few times they reference her being ill.
1: An yes, illness. and Yes, I caught that saying, out. What illness. I was like,
0: was it like an... Because so when they first introduced her, the maid's putting like putting a blanket over her legs. And like, was it an accident? Is she paralyzed? Because uh, not now you use her legs? That's not the case because she does she end walks, up walking. Yeah. And then I was like, illness? Because they talk about how She's much weight. She's lost all this weight. And She's stuff. very gaunt now. The clothes hang yeah. on her. Yeah. And, but they haven't got into what it was or We don't why. know. It's, it's yeah. mysterious thus far. In the first two chapters, they don't explain this illness. Yeah. But I got the impression that for those six years, she likely came out relatively soon after the prologue. Yeah. She probably had multiple seasons in town yes because Um, she talks about refusing fred and not wanting to marry fred and she keeps refusing and putting it off until her dad through the will forces her hand yeah so so where we're sitting right now maggie is stuck she's afraid of losing her lands her home her people her tenants and everything but interestingly i don't know if you caught this but Frederick took over management of all yes, her estate. Yes, he's taken all of it and away from so her. And so she has almost nothing in the sense that she still lives in a nice house and she has clothes. But, like, she's been in mourning, of course. But, like, he he kind of... controlled her she, life. She has to ask for everything. Yes. Can I buy a bonnet? Can I buy a cloak? She has to secretly meet with the steward just to find out what's going on. She has to show him But receipts she has for no everything. control yeah. over what she used to have control over so she's been under a lot of stress for a year and a half because of this but then also an illness seemed to have happened somewhere between four years ago and now yeah and so seemingly unrelated to the morning i got the impression of that like she was almost ill and then and then shortly thereafter her dad died i don't know maybe oh that's true maybe they both got sick and her dad died from it they don't say it but yeah so because they do it comes up quite a bit that she, that she's lost her almost like she's lost her spark or her spirit. She's a little, a little bit, bit a down beaten like she's just accepted her fate like I have to marry Fred. I don't have any other options at this point because I don't have enough time. Fred's never going to approve of anyone else. She technically has an option just for listeners oh, sake. She she there's a stipend. If she chooses not to marry Fred or if she chooses to marry someone he doesn't approve of, there's a stipend that she can live out her spinsterhood with it it has a phrase that says this within the chapters so you get the impression that it's it's comfortable enough to live on but she'd probably have to rent a cottage somewhere I doubt he'd let her stay in the house do you know what I mean like well okay yeah I guess I yeah okay I don't remember that specifically but I do remember getting the impression that it's all about Beasley Park for her Yes. She doesn't want to lose That's Beasley what Park. she wants to hold on to. Uh, okay. Because if she doesn't marry someone that Fred approves of, or no, Fred himself... No, I thought himself... she was completely written off. Because there was even a point where she's like, I have no other options. I'm like, seriously? go No. Go, go be a governess. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Yes. And this is what's frustrating to me, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because her option is... My understanding was the money and the land all goes to Fred if she doesn't but marry he, Fred, but Fred or who he approves has of. to still, like... Care for her enough that she's not living in poverty. It's written in the will. That, well, and it's not even at Fred's discretion. They okay. talk about it being a oh, stipend. So there's an X amount that's already determined that she will receive every year until she dies. But she can't live live at Beasley Park. I would assume it not because be that will else. revert to Fred. Uh, so I okay. doubt Fred would be okay with it. No, He'd be like, Cuz he out. wants her to marry exactly. him." That's the whole point. Exactly. Yeah. So she's got six uh, months okay. to get married. But she is choosing Basically, Fred will not let her marry anyone else. Well, here's the deal, though. Because before her dad died, she's talking about her season. And she references that she didn't marry because it wasn't lack of choice. She had Mm -hmm. several offers in her seasons. And so I was like, why didn't she take any of them? Is she waiting for Nick? Because she hasn't referenced Nick at all, which I also found was weird. In these two chapters, she doesn't think of him not she his name doesn't come up in passing she's not like i wonder where nick is he's yeah. almost like he it's it's obvious in the fact that she doesn't reference him at all i think in these if two she chapters. didn't come back in the first four to five years i think she, she wrote him up. off but wouldn't she i guess i'm like but where's that thought of like oh he must have been lost at, at sea, sea or, or he died because i don't think or forgot about me. She literally has as not a single thought about Nick. But which I'm like, so is Nick not part of the story anymore? I have a thought about that. Okay. And what I think is that the broad scope of these two chapters is essentially we're in the carriage. We go to London. We arrive at Jane's house. I'm visiting with Jane for a minute. Who's she, a French. I got from, from her season. They met right, when, when she came out. Yeah. And Jane's also still single or whatever. And basically, um, Jane is is staying in her dad's, you know, townhome with her elderly aunt or something as a supervisor. So, like, they basically are, like, two... And also, she referenced her older brother's going to be there. I don't know if he's significant. Like, two mid-twenties girls but essentially living in this home on their own. So, there's not, like, super parental presence, at least, in this home. Basically, Jane lets slip that, what's his name? Fred's going to be in a duel the next day. And so, we'll get into this a little bit more. But, like, I think the reason Nick never comes up is because there's so much exposition. Happening just from the author's standpoint to tell us what's happening in Maggie's life that I don't think, and then she gets caught up in this dual thing that I think it's just kind of like distracted. I don't know. She had a lot of time to think about her past and her seasons in the carriage. Like I get it but like she was thinking about Jane going to Jane's and so that's why I thought she was just on Jane. I don't uh, know. I don't the know. only other thing I thought guess I had... because Nick was so prominent in the prologue right? it was to all go about two Nick. chapters and uh-huh. he's not referenced a single time. So that made me think, is Nick not really gonna be in the book anymore? Or or it's because um I don't know. Like, I, I know it's probably, like, knowing the tropes, it's because um, he's going to pop up as someone else. I'm convinced at this point he's oh, not yeah. going to come back as Nick. Oh, yeah. He's going to be someone else. Yeah. And we'll get into the predictions who I think mm-hmm. it is because I think we think it's I the think same so. person. I think so. But yeah, I agree with but, you. Yeah, I think they are trying just... to focus so intensely on Maggie. That maybe we'll to make us... forget it, Nick. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. To okay. Because I'm like, this is so him, obvious to, to me. To think he's dead and gone. Okay. This is Maggie's life. Okay. But, yeah, to me... It I'm was too obvious. Sure. Yeah. Here, you okay. write down on your paper, and I'll write down on mine who we think it is, and then we'll compare. <laughs> Although, Amy, will get You'll a actually know the chuckle. actual name. No! <laughs> I described the character because I cannot remember the character's name. That's so funny. I was going to say, you're going to kick out of me writing some rando sentences nope. trying to describe who I think this is because <laughs> no. I cannot remember the name. No. Nope. So, yeah, broad strokes. That's basically what happens. These whole chapters happen in the carriage and in Jane's, like, drawing room. Yeah. Right? So the one crazy thought I had about the illness was like, does she get pregnant or something, and like miscarriage or like something? But by like, who? I don't know how convoluted. I've never read this okay. author. Do she I mean, make convoluted intriguing. plots? But it was so weird that it's mysterious. I Why think, don't they just say? I know she, she had influenza. A fever she or had yeah. yeah. The and fact that they kept it vague seems so. It weird. is. It seems like it's significant. Yeah, because it's vague. So I guess we'll see. But that, I, I didn't, I didn't even history. have that thought. Why but... is this a mystery? See, so you're like me with the me? whole with the carriage in the last exactly, book. You're like, exactly. that's a significant. And I'm yeah. like, all of these are going right over my head. <laughs> so that's good. That's a good thought. I hadn't even thought of that. Because I could see that being a reason too why she's 26 and unmarried, if she gives up on Nick. At 21, yeah. then she just has some flings because she's heartbroken because oh, Nick never okay. came back. Okay. She ends up pregnant. She goes reclusive a little bit. She has a miscarriage or has to give up the baby or whatever it is. Okay, and then that's her illness and she's really depressed maybe for a period of time. And then okay. Dad dies and then Daphne is like okay. her whole world's crumbling probably in the last hmm. four years. That's okay, my theory. all right, I'll buy that, but I I'll need more reasoning why. The author thought the need to make her pregnant and I don't know. Like that. I just jumped okay. to the most, okay. the most dramatic, melodramatic. Okay. Like a telenovela. Exactly. Gotcha. In okay. real life, I feel like it would have been way clearer to just say when she caught that fever. Fever. <laughs> that killed her dad, but she exactly. survived or something. That would have yeah. made so much more sense. But the yeah. four years really struck me. It's really me. weird. It's not been two years. No. It's been four. Because her dad hasn't been gone four years. Yeah. So, huh. so I think something okay. happened in that year and two and a half years okay. before her dad died that was okay. weird. Maybe Nick did come back. <gasps> and something happened, but then happened to him. And that's why she's not even talking Nick's about maybe. it in okay. reference. Yeah. Ooh, we're going deep into the conspiracy <laughs> And theories. we've only read prologue and two, two chapters. chapters. <laughs> we are jumping really far ahead in this We one. are. Okay, back to the story. Okay. They made a big deal about Maggie having a voluptuous or sort of a buxom sort of body type earlier as she was blossoming and now they make a big deal about her being so slender that she needs new clothes not just because they're out of date because they hang on her because yeah. they're too loose and again i'm like why does this matter well that, does that's what i'm saying the illness must have been exactly. significant but does it really matter for not the plot really. is one of my questions as a reader no we don't care about stuff yeah. like this unless it's because of a very significant plot point. are we going to spend 10 minutes talking about it and yeah. it will literally never, never matter again? again i don't know it's she'll, weird. She'll gain all the weight again because she's feeling healthy. I don't know. Either that or it's one of those things where it's like, and now she's so svelte and slender and petite. And you're like, okay, does that matter? Yeah. Um. But anyway, they get to Jane's house. Jane is super happy to see her. Um. Jane is tall, a regular long Meg. We find out like, okay, cool. She's not classically handsome, but pretty enough. Like it's very bizarre. We get a lot of setting stuff about it. And then this is where we hear a lot about like Fred and that he has the ownership and and a lot this is where Maggie's like yeah. I can't do anything I can't even talk to the tenants, um, so I've decided to marry Fred. I haven't told him yet, but I've decided. Uh, what else can I do? What else? Can I have I do? no choice. And I I'm want like, my home, there is a lot of things you right? can do, but like, you're really obsessed about this house. You know that Fred whipped Nick, mm-hmm. was going to wrongly have him killed. Uh huh. And, and you're you, unabashedly. I, he and the, was going to I mean, have him hanged exactly for a crime he didn't commit, that. but for this house, which is really and maybe she's afraid of leaving the tenants in his care. Like but she feels he'll she ab- abandon them. I just she you don't think he's going to beat you or your kids, maybe or your servants? Like I don't understand why she'd want to shackle himself to this guy because divorce isn't easy back then, right? Yeah, well, especially just, when we meet him again in chapter two. Yeah, he's I don't a understand total after that. He is such a misogynistic yes. tool. I don't know how you're like, yep, okay, I'll marry you after that. I I, I, I would be like, sorry, Beasley Park, blame it on my dad. Or I'm going to uh-huh. rent a cottage here on Beasley Park and still be around the people it's I love. It's Squire Honeywell's not, fault, not mine. I'm a powerless female in this, right? What happened to her? Like, that was my comment from chapter two. So stop me if you don't want me to go into chapter no, no, two yet. Ahead. Was she's lost all her fire? And yes. I'm like, well, this isn't the, where's the, the heroine spunky I liked. Fight for this, yeah. break you out of jail, so to speak, right? Like, yeah. where's that girl that we met in the prologue? She seems yeah. ex- like deflated. Yes, you know, yeah. So I want to give the reader a couple of bits of point. So. um... Jane wants to take her shopping for a new wardrobe, as we discussed. Yeah. Fred would say no, or he's kind of tight with the money. And and I love it because Jane's kind of like, I like oh, Jane. I know how to She's like of, fiery. Yeah, she's like got some of nails, that passion. Yeah. So you can see why they were friends, yeah. but how Maggie's so deflated yeah. compared to Jane still has the energy of life, the joy de vivre. Yeah. Um, And so it's kind of cute because she says something along the lines of like, oh, I know how, you know, I, I know a, an idea of how we can make Fred buy you some clothes, yeah. um, which is cute because at the end of the chapter, it, it turns out to be that she brings up the fact that everyone knows that Fred controls Maggie's money. So if Maggie looks dowdy, they're going to yes. blame Fred and yeah. think he's s- stealing or yeah. super cheap or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so she kind of plays into his vanity, which I yes. thought was fun to be like. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. And I also because they meet because um, Fred comes into the scene, chapter two, and I like how Jane uh, sticks up. Like he's trying to be misogynistic and he's yeah. trying to be a male chauvinist, yeah. and she's having none of it. Uh-huh. Jane isn't. Jane is like, like huh. how Maggie should be standing yeah. up to him. She's like, no, and and yeah, she's like, oh sure, don't pay for the gowns, but this I'm going to tell yeah. you what's going to happen. People are going to notice yeah. she's wearing a dress, from and he gets all offended f- and yeah. he's like no, I'm just telling you what people are going to think. I'm yeah. not saying you do that. Yeah. I'm saying this is what people she are going to think. She says, essentially, people are going to notice if Maggie's wearing a dress that's yeah, three years old and rocks. you're wearing the newest yes. clothes. Because like... she calls them out that, like, yeah. you're wearing a western coat. And uh-huh. those, are, those boots were um, yes. uh, champagne, champagne polished. polished. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. Like, she's like, She's like, no. We're not stupid so... in London. Yeah, I was a little bit like, okay, good on you, Jane. Like I'm I like glad Jane. She wasn't like, like Maggie has someone in her corner. or awkward yeah. that she was like, Mm-mm, let's do this. So chapter one must be where she finds out about the duel because chapter she two about is where there. she summons him exactly. Maggie's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about a duel? Yeah. Um, do you remember the reason and for the, reason, the duel though? Yeah, it was. I can't remember if the person the it was a viscount, right? Declared, or a son of or a, or a Viscount son of an earl. I can't remember. He <laughs> was remember. playing oh, with here. someone. Yes, Viscount Saint Clair, and they were playing cards. But yeah. what I can't remember is if Fred accused him of cheating because he was winning, or if that person accused Ch- <laughs> oh, Fred of cheating. I just found it. So they're playing cards. Um, in the middle of the game, one of the players leaves. Viscount Saint Clair comes and takes that seat, uh-huh. and immediately they're they're at odds, apparently. And this is Jane relaying this story okay. that she heard secondhand. Okay, and basically, you know what a hothead Fred can be. So someone made a passing reference to a problem with the count of the cards, which implies oh, okay. cheating of some sort. Yeah. I think. Um, one thing led to another, and then the next thing everyone knows, Fred's on his feet shouting that Saint Clair would answer for what he'd said. Oh, okay, and Saint Clair's like. Uh, I love this bit. St. Clair's like, uh, basically, I'm not in the habit of meeting country nobodies <laughs> uh, on on a dueling field. And so he's like, but I'll make an exception for you or whatever. So Fred issued the challenge. Okay. And St. Clair's like, okay. But his... the implication was that St. Clair accused him of cheating. Because he's yes. like, from what you said. It's oddly not stated directly. Right? <laughs> but that is the implication I got. And I'm and like, then... is this significant? Like, I don't know what is the author's intent and what might be poor dialogue or, or writing yeah. or is she trying to be like well this is how it would really be like probably if someone's telling you second secondhand hand, they don't yeah. know all the details so i'm like either yeah. she's a genius or right? but for me it's really confusing it's odd, because yeah. i'm like is this important but it's only I like know. shadowy this conversation. conversation i don't want to put my energy into remembering <laughs> details that don't matter okay. let's be exactly real. especially when we're putting meters Mis- and predictions out there right <laughs> um so uh i did want to clarify i found the earl part so basically lord st Clair, the guy that fred's gonna duel with is the grandson of an earl and the earl has a reputation for being deadly on the duel field and a crack shot and all of that and so okay and then this is the other thing i need you to clarify why does she care if fred might get killed in a duel wouldn't that be beneficial to her right (laughs) i was like yay they do try to explain they do try to explain it Oh, it's because she's like, well, then it'll just pass to some other person I don't even know that was like related through marriage. No, no, and no, da, no. Da, da. It's even more confusing and awkward okay. than that because Jane or uh, Maggie doesn't know. She actually asks Fred, "Well, what would happen if you died?" And he's like, "Well, it would probably—I don't know—it would probably go to your cousin so and so." And I'm like, "Why, Maggie? Why don't you know?" Go to a solicitor and ask. That's what I would do. I would be right up, like, hold up, Jane. This, Love to see you. Got to get to the this solicitor's some office. Some and... alien has inhabited Maggie's body. Something happened in this ten years. It's weird. To, besides mourning, something happened to her in the yeah. last ten years to go from what we saw <gasps> in the prologue to this brow-beaten girl. Yes. And so I'm like, She's is she mourning down. Nick? Does she think right? Nick is dead? Like, but none of we are not given any Anything. insight. Which again might be realistic, but it's frustrating when you're reading a book. Um, <laughs> And when the way Amy and I read it for this is because we limit ourselves. So we can't just go on a binge yeah. and keep no. reading. We have to stop and it's tell you torture. about it. We are suffering for our listeners. I hope you All realize seven the sacrifice that we are making. Or this would have been binge read. Yeah. Um, no, but I remembered something odd that Fred said that I wanted to ask you about. So she asks Fred, what would happen if you die? And he's like, "I I don't know. I think it would go to your cousin. And he's like the will is at the solicitor's office and I can't get there till tomorrow afternoon I'm until after busy. the duel, I so it doesn't matter. It's a yeah. moot point. And I just remember being like weird. It's, again, is he just flipping I think and blase no. or is he hiding something? I think he's hiding. Me that's too. the impression I got because I was like, Oh, that's a man's excuse. Right. Not to be sexist, but like a chauvinist, a trustwise a a man's man excuse, excuse. Yeah. to be like, Oh, you don't you silly woman, don't worry your head mm-hmm. about this. i, I thought got like it he's all figured something. out. And so I think I also want to know, like, how does she know all of this was in the will? Was she there when it was read? Could it Presumably be that Fred maybe. told her this was what it was and she just, because she was sick and oh. she just took it at face value? Like, maybe her dad died when she was sick
1: maybe. and then heard after the fact.
0: I don't know because she, I do not see the Maggie of the prologue putting up with this. And, and not, not having demanding read to read through it herself. line by line. She knows she can read. And care for herself to say yeah. things like, well, what if something happens to Fred? Or her, what her saying, well, if, I'm going to go see the solicitor. What then? are my you options time, if he I'll go says them. no to someone I want to marry and I think that that's wrong? Like, it just seems like her fight Instead, isn't... her whole mentality is, I can't I believe give my dad did that to yeah. me. How could he love Betrayal. me so much and do this? And so that's when I started when he was like, oh, it's so busy. I can't get there today. <laughs> I'm booked. It was weird, I'm like, guys. you're a gentleman of leisure. You literally have nothing else going on right now. And your solicitors work for you. You yeah. can send a message to You call, to the call them to your and... house, mm-hmm. and they come there, and they give you... I mean, granted, you're not the Earl of whatever, but still, you'd think that you're wealthy enough that they would answer a question like that. Oh, yeah, that. they give the very impression strange. very wealthy. So either he's bled the funds dry, but he doesn't make that give that impression. I don't know. It was just... It's really weird, and, uh, and so I think it's significant. Otherwise, I'm like, why did you introduce us to the Maggie in the prologue? Because I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the Maggie for, of these first two chapters. No, if I was just reading this, she, for I would fun. want Jane. Jane would be Ooh, who I'd want the hero heroine to be. You're She's right, like a hundred times better. Because they reference the brother who has a bit of a tundra or whatever for Maggie. Yeah, and I remember thinking, oh, that'll be the love interest for Jane. Wait, no, that's her brother. <laughs> I know. Okay, I had a really weird. I moment. I want Jane to have a love interest. I, did I love too. Jane and I had a little moment of, ew. It's not going to be Fred, is it? Like he somehow it redeems himself. There's no way he can redeem himself. But again, enough. let's just because they had that like cat dog, and I was like, is this bit. supposed to be like, you know, that love hate kind that, of thing? And I'm to like, please, me, no, 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 That would be like no, no, um, bleh, bleh, bleh. that would be a little bit like Mr. Collins and Charlotte Lucas, where she's truly settling, and I don't think she needs to. It would be even worse than that because Mr. Collins isn't a a, a he horrible person. He wouldn't kill someone. No, Fred just because of jealousy. Going... To kill someone. Yes, it was and attempted so I was like, murder. Please tell me I'm not reading that vibe right. No, because I'm like, Ugh. I think it's more of like cat and mouse. Okay, where she's the cat Big and ball. she's playing with she him because really she's hates like, him. I'm smarter than you and I'm okay. going to manipulate you to get my friend what she needs because I hate you. Okay, phew. And I Thank hate you. the way you treat my because I had that fear and I was like, ah. I nah. mean, this is the type of man that says. Like, I imagine him patting her on the head, being like, What a good little wife you'll make. Exactly. Because she gives him the tea. And she always calls him Margaret. I mean, I said that backwards. He always calls her Margaret when he speaks to her, he never calls her Maggie. Yeah. And that's pretentious but like in a way of like he doesn't seem to respect the fact that she goes by Maggie. No. Her, Jane calls her Maggie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just weird. This is jumping back a little bit to when we were talking about her choices. Maggie's talking about Fred and she says she dislikes him intensely. Yes. In six months she'd have to consent to marry him. And Again, then she I'm says like, now you don't he would not only have rights over her fortune, he'd have rights over her body as well. And I'm like, really? Like that's better? Like it just baffled. Better me. than what you mean? Oh, you mean like marrying him? Because yeah. that's even another reason not to marry him. Exactly. Yes. Like where is this sense of self preservation to it be appears like, appears no. to be all about Beasley Park and I and I'm I sorry don't get it. it. That was not set up well enough in the prologue for me to buy that. No. That because in the prologue I I was actually surprised. I thought the prologue she'd run away with Nick at the inn. Honestly. And then I thought the book was gonna be I don't know what like he oh, lost Maggie and then it was his experience been. like moving past his first and love doing something so, and so like i'm very baffled where this is going. where this is going because yeah. I, I don't feel like these i don't feel like a a house i guess or a property and maybe i don't understand the responsibility of having tenants and people who like pay me rent and so is she sacrificing herself for them, because she feels like he'll mismanage it. But honestly, I don't think he'd mismanage it. He'd want the money from it. So he'd put a steward there who would take care. Of, I mean, there's a steward there that takes care of it. Yeah. And so I i really. I don't think Frederick is a gambler. Don't understand that would her motivation. Money. No. I'd be surprised if motivation. he's embezzling or something from her estate. I honestly would. I think he likes money enough that he wants to keep the money rolling from these yeah. estates. He just wants both estates. So I'm with you. I'm like, I, I, I don't. you. You seem to abhor him so much. Yeah. Why is this your? Why do you feel this is your only option? It's not because explained enough. Fred would for me even to... be. It would still be wrong, but he would still even be more sympathetic if it was transportation of just. I'd be shipped off to Australia because of yeah. this crime, yeah, and not a hanging, hanging yeah. offense. Like, yeah, it's really dark to imagine that. He's and so may and, and but we're. But I mean, it is feasible that it would have been hanging. Maybe. I mean yeah cuz they the author didn't do anything in the prologue to give any kind of impression that it would be anything else like that's all Nick was thinking, thinking about We're thinking of so. Nick and so yeah granted we're taking his fear of an 18 year old kid in this mm-hmm. but just the fact that he beat him and he imprisoned him and he 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 maliciously framed him. Yeah. He didn't it wasn't an accident thing like Maggie had given him the jewels and he assumes Yeah. It, he did it with deliberate <clears throat> intent. And you know what's disappointing? And so that's where Fred is can't ever be redeeming. I know. And what's disappointing is is her dad setting her up for failure with this. Yeah. We never get to meet the dad, not yeah. properly. He's referred to, but we never get to meet him. And so you start to wonder about who who this person is and how how did Fred present himself to her dad that he trusted him that much? You'd think Maggie would have been able after the beating and Nick running away to be like Nick never stole anything from me. We were friends. Fred yeah. beat him, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, I don't understand. Like, I you think her dad would have at least listened back then, yeah. even if not eight years later or whatever, you know? I feel like the dad, yeah, the the forcing it makes no sense to me based on mm-hmm. they described him being so indulgent. I could see it if he was like, you need to be married by this age, or you need to marry Fred, or you don't get that. So, like, leave yeah. the option to her. She can marry anyone else she right. wants. It just has to be someone by this if he was afraid of because, you know, a lot of fathers might have been like they didn't trust that their their female daughters could manage their own affairs. And in a way, it was true because women couldn't even open bank accounts. You literally could not control your own money. A man had it had to be through the name of like a male and you or you had to have an executor who was a male. So there was a lot of be like the property manager if he didn't trust her. I don't think it's that he didn't trust her. Maybe because he knew that she, he he literally. And I know a lot of books they talk about leaving inheritances to female, but honestly, like what I've studied, you you couldn't handle your own money as a female. Mm-hmm. Banks wouldn't open accounts for you without a male. You would have had to have these had a solicitor's office. Yes, that was or your something. Guardian of sorts. So I I can't, I can't believe how obsessed he would have been. And she even talks about this like she was floored. By this, she even had no idea that her dad was this Yeah, set that's true. She's forced say that and like twisting her, like because he'd indulged her her whole yeah. life, which is why I was kind of like, Well, then is Fred lying when he was starting to yeah. like avoid taking her to the solicitor's office? I don't know how he could have lied about that and gotten away with it all these years, but I'm like, Were there some shenanigans that it really wasn't as bad as Fred was portraying? He's just for he's the one forcing her hand, and it wasn't actually. But but the fact that you reference that there is a stipend makes it sound like she did actually read the will yeah. and she is aware of it. So maybe that's hmm. not quite right. But something's just odd. Something just feels off in the story we have thus far that I feel like there's a piece missing. And that's why I wonder if he's being a little bit sketchy about it. But he did talk like he would go to solicitor and find out eventually after the duel. Yeah, that's true. Right? So maybe he's just so, self centered and egotistical. Probably. And, but the long and short of it is that she can't convince him to call off the duel. Because she wanted to convince him not to duel, right? That was the whole point. Because she doesn't want to take the risk. She wants him to him not dying. do the duel. Yeah. yeah. She's like, that's her safer bet in some ways. Yeah. Is she knows... Take the evil I know than the one I don't. But kind here's... Of let me just go... One more yeah. time. Again, what does the will say? Because it's possible that if Fred dies... That clause is null and void, right? And then it's just this great aunt, uncle, whatever that yeah. has to sign off on a marriage or whatever. Yeah, you know what and I that mean. And that, that, would that would be, be easier better to convince. Than... You'd think, right? But so they make they give the impression like it defaults to someone else, like fortune the fortune and whole, everything, which doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not, not really weird. clear. But then it's really archaic and bizarre to to even just link your funds and your lands to a marriage to someone. Yeah. So specifically, I, I agree with what you were kind of what I heard you say earlier that like it would have made a little bit more sense if it's like you either have to marry him or, or someone get by your this choosing. Age, choosing, or but or it whatever. wasn't dependent on someone else approving it. You could marry who you wanted, yeah. but I want you to be taken care of and have or a husband. Or if they really or wanted to join the lands, it could have been like you know. I don't know. It's it's, it's a trope I hate. I yeah. hate the will locking someone into marriage or not. I I really, really hate that choice not being something that's... Because in life, it makes more sense for a father to approve or deny to marry someone. But when that person's dead, the idea of a will locking their descendants into marriage choices drives me insane. I get it for the ones where they set up as the, the paternal figure or whatever being very harsh and... Yes, but not the loving doting dad. This loving doting squire. It's not even someone that was like, I don't know. Yeah, we could talk hours about it. It makes no sense, but that's what this author has established, at least as we know so far. So now she's like, okay, I can't convict Fred. I'm going to go because Fred literally just blew her off. Yeah, because he's like, whatever. I don't have to answer to you. I thought it was funny. So, so basically, Fred was blew her off. Like, well, you, 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 you'll be fine. I'll talk to this lizard tomorrow. Sure, you can go shopping after Jane kind of convinces him. Yeah. He's like, Bessie, your maid is reasonable. I'll will tell her where she can shop or something stupid like that. And I love it because Maggie's like, uh huh. We're not taking you to the discount oh, warehouse. That no, was Jane. Oh, that's not I yeah, with Jane. Yeah. Jane was too Maggie was yeah. saying, "Huh, like we're no. not taking you into the we're discount going to warehouse. house. Ba- we're going to this new Madame Magistre, Whoever. Who's the we're top getting the notch. whole new wardrobe." Yeah. And he's like, and "Basically, she's like, Fred can kiss my, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's cute." Yeah. And so I did love that. I love him. Jane. So I wanted to add one more thing before we dive into the last part of chapter two, which is Maggie's plan. Right? It's a part I found. It's jumping back to the illness again, and I'm like, there was a line that really made me think. What? So, when Fred is talking to Maggie, he's getting Maggie kind of upset, and Jane comes in, gives Maggie a a cup of tea, and she, Jane, turns to Fred and is basically at my house, this is my guest, you are not going to browbeat her into a faint or a fever. You know she's never been well since... And then, like, that sentence cuts off, and Fred interrupts her and says, I'm perfectly aware, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like... Uh, again, super it's a dramatic. secretive. It's, yeah, and I wrote in there, my no, exactly, pointless mystery or, like, yeah. real mystery? No, and that's why intentional. would Fred be so uncomfortable by the illness thing to yeah. interrupt that way? I could get it if she didn't say... If it was just him interrupting because he doesn't care when other yeah. people talk. But it's that. I'm perfectly aware. Yes. Like he, he. She she writes it in a way to show us he's that He's referencing. Wants they're all referencing. To cut it off. Something they yeah. don't want to talk about. That's true. And I want to talk about it. So yeah. So I look forward to that mystery. Okay.
1: Cool. Um, I didn't
0: caught on that. So I'm excited. So do you want to walk us through what Jane's plan is? Yeah. Since Fred's being a turd? Yes. And I'll probably be very brief. So add stuff if I miss it. But basically she's like, okay, I can't convince Fred. Uh, the only other option I have is to try to convince the other person. Trope alert. In the Viscount, you know. How many times have we seen a heroine trying to stop a duel? Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in every single Amy, book Amy, they that have has two options. You can either show up on the dueling field yeah. in the morning or... Oh, oh, I guarantee. And that's one of my predictions. If she can't convince the guy uh-huh. not to stop it, she's going to show up on the dueling field that morning right? and stand between them or something. And the only other option is what her current plan is. Yeah, which is to go to the other duelist and try to convince them. To his house. To his house. Mm-hmm. As a single lady. That under cloak of darkness she doesn't know she's gonna go secretively because she can't go during the day people can't see her maybe she's taking her maid i can't remember but like we don't know because she doesn't go yet they're just discussing it but yeah. yeah jane's like no no he's a single bachelor no yeah and Maggie's like, no, no, it's the perfect plan. And it's got it. It's perfect. Nothing will go wrong. Like, I love it how she's just like convinced. Like, but no, Maggie doesn't even know this guy. She's no. never met this even, guy. Even even like... because is, he's like he's, lived on the continent. Yeah, they're like no one knows him. Yeah. you don't know. He could be like a, a uh, psychopath, right? Like in no, he just doesn't crazy say those wreck, whatever. But like, but she's like, you have we have no idea what type yeah. of nobody in society knows what mm-hmm. type of person he is. So you're literally walking into an unknown situation. Yeah, trying to convince someone not to do a duel who doesn't know you. Why, Why would he listen to you? tonight yeah when it's dark and stuff too so that i won't be seen so again it just gets more like this is a terrible plan it's a terrible plan but if you're following along with regency tropes you know that it's it's Coming up to our predictions, there's yeah. a reason she has to go see this person. Oh, what's that reason, Amy? Because this person is obviously Nicholas. Nicholas in disguise. What? What? I don't know we how don't know. Fred hasn't mentioned it or said it. I don't know how it's gonna come out. Because they didn't fake his death. No. Why wouldn't Fred see his face and be like, "Hold on I'm like, he has a mask covering half his <laughs> face. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a go- phantom, of, phantom of, the of the opera. I'm going to. Through- oh my I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I, my my Spidey senses are tingling. One hundred percent. Viscount is Nicholas. So to be clear, it's not... We don't know. Yeah. But that is our prediction. That is we 100%. What... And I wrote down earlier, sir, whatever the duel guy is. <laughs> I wrote down Viscount because I <laughs> at least remembered he was a Viscount. But I'm like, you know, that dude, that other yeah, dude yeah, yeah. in the duel. So we're convinced that's going to turn out yes. to be Nick. And somehow that scar yes. will eventually. But honestly, I think it would be... If if Fred didn't recognize him, it's possible she won't either. And there might be a little bit of time, this is a prediction, Yeah, a little bit of time until she starts to wonder... Yeah. and then be like, hold up, right? I yeah, because I was like, you would think if he was like hideously scarred, because that's what I thought. He's oh, burned over half his face. But Jane would mention that. Broken nose even or something. something. Jane would, would reference Jane that. Because Jane met Lord St. Clair or just heard of but him. But the rumors. People would talk about that's it. That's true. His so, scarred face or what. Yeah. He walks around. Even if it was covered, An he iPad, walks around Yeah, they that. would totally reference that. I would that. think right. so. So I'm like, I don't know how it's going to be Nicholas and Fred didn't recognize They would have to reference that because we were just saying unless the Visually, that's important. Like unless Fred did recognize him and then <gasps> he set why. up the duel because he wants to get rid of the Viscount before Maggie. Maybe, but what, what back would happen time. to Fred if he gets rid of the Viscount? He would you have could- to leave the country if he kills him. So well, how but some people got away with it and didn't have to do it. In the words of Wadsworth from Clue. How? <laughs> I don't know, but in some of these books, somehow right. they they get away with it. That would but you're be right; he you would have to leave the co- to continent. So I don't know what his in-game is. I don't know. Maybe but he's I hoping to scare him thought. off. Because it said they ought, they from the beginning of the card game there was an animosity yes. feeling, and so that's yeah. why I'm like. Hmm. so i don't know what fred's end game is but that could be it and he's just not he doesn't think that jane that maggie would ever go meet this guy because she well, doesn't know him she doesn't somehow know that name. fred just doesn't even know maggie no he's a dumb dumb <laughs> he, he, is. he doesn't like, know how to read women at all he doesn't seem to think he's very the falsely paternal thing of like they're there you dumb idiot woman like yeah. you don't know anything and he's clueless that way, which I find just fascinating. So for my uh, last call... Okay. So we'll call this our last call and I'll check for... I had one that maybe chuckle. When Jane was describing that the house would be empty, just the two of them, her brother eventually maybe, but like no parents, she says... Um, it will be as if we have the entire house to ourselves. And I was like, except the servants. <laughs> and your because elderly that relationship. Because in there's like a footman taking Maggie's cloak. And <laughs> yeah, they must have and really outrageous. zoned him out or something. Uh, I just had one more, just going back to, I think, why we think the illness or whatever happened in the last four years is significant. Is she she has a moment where she think where she thinks in her head so to us as a girl she'd been energized by arguments fueled by raised voices and heated words now such things only serve to exhaust her so i'm like yeah, just what a physical happened? exhaustion or a mental also that's what yeah. it seems like cuz she just yeah. seems like the shell of the person she used to be and so i think you're right i think whatever happened in that 4 years related to the illness was significant and changed her in that way and hopefully will come out as part of the story i hope because so. i think nick is gonna notice that difference i want to know what happened? what happened that that because i'm I also like that's a good idea why wouldn't he have been writing her in communication with her I, it's just so weird that he's so absent from these two chapters so what happened that makes her not think of him oh my gosh all? amy's bringing forward all these ideas for okay me. so on me. to piggyback on amy's okay. thoughts i wonder if he was writing her for a period of time, maybe for six years. Okay. And then he stopped. Which is why she refused all the other offers. Exactly. Okay. Maybe something sent her into a spiral purely from he stopped. Maybe there was a rumor somehow made her think he died. So so that okay. maybe. Or maybe there was a thing where, where at some point he decided to be noble and let her go okay. and be like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't love you. <gasps> maybe maybe he like married someone else. Exactly. Something okay. like that. Maybe that's how he got his fortune. Like, who okay. knows, right? Yeah. So those are really interesting thoughts. I think it would be really interesting, like you were kind of alluding to, if, you know how I said, well, maybe she won't quite realize it's Nick for a while. Yeah. It would be really interesting if he is kind of like, what happened? Like, because Jane, Maggie, Bessie, Fred, whatever, they all know what the illness was and what happened. Yeah. But Nick maybe wouldn't. Because if he stopped corresponding with her, if he ever was, for four years ago, yeah. then, like, he won't know Or maybe she stopped responding to him because of something. And so then it kind of fell apart. And so maybe there's some nebulous something in there that is related to either the, I'll call it a falling out between Nick and Maggie, but, but something. Yeah. It's a really fascinating idea. Is it a mystery to Nick? What the illness is, I guess, Mike, if they were in Uh, conversation at all, does Nick know anything about this illness? Uh, Okay. Was he actually being a highwayman? Did he knock her up so. and then he disappeared and then there was a baby and like and maybe who he's knows? reappearing because he knows she only has six more months before she loses maybe. Beasley Park or maybe he maybe he is actually blood re- if he's Saint Clair actually blood related to this Earl of whatever and he didn't learn that until yeah. four years ago and yeah. then who knows, right? Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of interesting ways it could go, yeah. so I hope it does <laughs> one of the interesting yeah. ways. Yeah. So, it looks like we're being set up for next chapter to meet the Viscount, so hopefully we'll have some answers by our next episode. I think so. I think so, because I'm pretty sure chapter three, she's going to his house. Yes. Like that's, that's the plan. No start. one can stop her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, any other predictions or wagers? No. I think that's we covered all them all that yeah. I had. And then um the casting couch. So first let's readdress Fred and uh Maggie. Any changes to thoughts on them? Um well I am more convinced for Fred Josh Gad because I yes. can see him being very like egotistical yes. and like playing it off but in almost like an an oafish not, like, comical O-Fish, oh but, no, like, uh... The guy that's almost, like, willingly oblivious. Yes. Like, they want to see the world like, through their viewpoint only. I am the best only. man in the entire world. You're welcome. you're lucky to yeah. marry me. Yeah. I could see him be... He's a good enough actor yes. that I think he could pull that off yes. as, as kind of... And he's not a bad-looking dude no, or whatever. Because they don't no. describe Fred as repulsive no. or anything. No. He's Physi- just... Yeah, and his looks is not repulsive. Technically, they do call him a ginger of some sort, yeah. like, reddish hair. But whatever. That doesn't matter that much. But yeah. I can see that totally. Yeah no maggie i i she's so downtrodden now she, right so i'm like well maybe the spunky fiery people we met before i'm yeah. kind of like oh i just i don't know but I i'm sure know. they could they could be that role yeah but it, she's still oddly vague to me i don't feel yes. like i get her as a person yet and that's no. frustrating to me no because she's so different from what she was in the prologue. yeah so i've had two so. like polar opposites of a person yeah, and i don't a, have the middle more ground time. and i and we don't know fully what happened yeah so exactly. there's a whole piece so missing of her development that. that we don't yeah. understand. But what about, what Jane? about Jane? So oh, you know who she's I so spunky. Of? and she's tall. Yes. So you know who I thought of. Okay. I think I I love her. She um. That was the show, Miranda. Miranda. She did a show called Miranda, yes. and she was in Call the Midwife. I cannot think Just of the actress's Just because I think name. I could see her going like toe to toe, and and being like tough, that but way. also fun and like loving. Uh, but I will be honest, because they talked about her being such a long meg and tall. That's why that's the actress that popped in my head. Because I think she's pretty, but she's tall. But she's not, she's like, not beautiful. She's conventionally attractive. Yes. She's the type yeah. of person that you'd see differently. Um, yeah. Let's see. Her name but is... But she is a oh, little bit older. So Her name is Miranda Hart. Oh, I did Miranda not realize Hart. it was named okay. after her, but yes. But that's she, she might be a that. little, like, older. That was my hesitation, yeah. as I'm like, I'm pretty sure Miranda came out, like, 12 years ago. But can we, whatever, like, so. just... It's Dreamcast. It's Dreamcast. Fundamentally. <laughs> Let me think for a minute if there's anyone that comes to my mind for her. I don't think we got an, I didn't get a good impression of how tall Maggie is. Yeah. But they just call her a long Meg. So I imagined yeah. at least someone 5'10 or something. Yeah. You know?
1: I want Jane it is to important. be.
0: It's got to be someone good. I know. And I want to love her as part of my thing that I'm just like, what if it. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. So the one that was in the Bridgerton series that played the sister with the friends of the, like the overweight girl where they were like, you have to, you can just oh my gosh. do it without being married. Like oh that my actress. gosh She's in something else too. yeah She'd be like really good and feisty for like a Jane, like standing up to him. Right. Cause she kind of does that in Bridgerton. She kind of speaks her mind. Yeah. She plays Eloise. It's Eloise. One, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She could be really fun. Yeah, Claudia Jesse is her name. I could see her being really fun. It's almost like I want It's almost like actress. I can't find someone that will vibe quite the right way Yeah. that I want to be. I might have to come back to Jane. Okay. But I want there to be someone that's like, yes, and yes. I haven't found her yet. Yeah. But you had a couple, of good, option, a couple of good options, a couple good options in there. She'll come to you. Yeah, I mean, I, she she doesn't. This isn't the last chapter we've seen. No, though. no, no. Jane will we'll come. We'll get her more. Again. So so we'll see who she comes about with. But. Yeah. or you'll wake up at two in the morning. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so write it down. Have see you over for next episode. Right. Okay. So next time on our podcast, we expect to be doing chapters three and four. Yes. Hopefully we'll get to meet Saint Clair slash AKA Nick, Nick. <laughs> um, and then if and, I'm, and hopefully eventually Gentleman Jim. I'm we'll come back into dies. this if I'm lucky, to... <laughs> Um But yeah, I, I do. That would be fun to at least hear more about the lore of that. Like, yeah. I'm sure by the end of the book we'll get some of it, but it kind of feels like this author likes to do uh, a some thoughts. But I'm only going to drop little breadcrumbs. Do you think we'll only stay, because it's not first person, so we're like third person omnipotent or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but just in Maggie. Maggie's the only head we're in right now. Do you think we will get Nick's perspective? Will we see where he's been the last 10 years? I think so. Okay. If he's Gentleman Jim, I mean, no, if he's St. Clair. Okay. And and it's un- it's not been revealed yet. I don't think we will until after okay. it's been revealed, and so it's possible the, if oh, it is it draws him, it out that or the author will put us in Nick's head after a couple chapters, and then we'll know oh, it's Nick, gotcha. but she won't know it's Nick, and so okay. we'll get to see his long game. Okay. But I get the feeling that she will drop some crumbs about his backstory soon hopefully. enough but hopefully there's I'm so many mysteries right now it's I it's know. a really frustrating place to, to be- leave this book, <laughs> more so. chapters so seriously all right seriously so we'll do at least chapter three or four maybe an extra one depends yeah on. if it looks like four leaves us on that cliffhangery thing that we need to kind of round it out with five to make a complete episode then we'll do that but okay it'll be fun i'm Sounds excited good. i want to know what's happening all right all right, right. So we'll see you next time. As always, if you have questions, comments, etc., please email us uh, via snarky sisters podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye 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 bye. Oh, that's what I should tell. You're them supposed for to next say time. the last bye. Bye. Let's <laughs> Books.